Oh, you boys, they my brothers, they my friends. Yeah. I let Coach Sumlin. Yeah. I let the stoop. The entire first half, we got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money, and all we wanted to do was have pouty expressions on our face. What's up, everyone? We are here for the Around the 12 podcast. My name is Tanner Price, and I'm with my co-host, Greg Hockert. I want to say hello to the fans, Greg. What is going on, everybody? (laughs) (laughs) So, basically, this is the first episode of our podcast. We want to introduce ourselves um, and kind of go through some things this week in football and basketball. But just to introduce ourselves, so Greg and I, we graduated together from Oklahoma State. Uh, We grew up loving the Big 12 Honestly, the original Big 12. I'm from Colorado, and so... Original Big 12 country. <laughs> exactly. Now now not as relevant country. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we're both big basketball and football guys. We both grew up playing both sports and other sports as well, but basketball and football are our main things. So, yeah, we're just going to essentially try to do our best to be unbiased and fair with every school as we discuss the sports going on within the Big 12, as well as next year when there's a lot of new movers and shakers going on in the Big 12. But, Greg, why did we make the podcast? What, what are we doing here? Well, that's an interesting question. <laughs> um, well, we made the podcast because it was your idea, first <laughs> off. But I would say, I think... Tanner and I, our, our biggest frustration, so to speak, along with, I hope, many Big 12 fans, would just be, for one, the lack of respect that the Big 12 gets across the country. I think that any Big 12 fan would admit that, even um, even the OU and, and, and Texas fans that will soon no longer be a part of the Big 12. It's, it's frustrating when the talking heads of ESPN and Fox will get on their, their radio shows, their podcasts... Um, Kirk Herbstreit, everyone that, that that is the the faces of college football, and it's almost as if when the Big Twelve part of the show comes up, they cringe talking about anything that isn't um, OU in Texas, essentially. Um, which again, no disrespect to OU in Texas, but TCU is undefeated, and I think that the playoff committee was forced this week to put them into the top four based on what happened around the country. So that that would be the first the first reason. And then um, the the other I would say I would say the most popular thing in sports right now is is speculation. Um, and it's difficult when uh, when talking about sports when you're purely speculating because you, you truly don't know what's going to happen. But that's what gets the most clicks. And Tanner and I, I think, are here to change that up a little bit. We'd like to review, spend more time reviewing what happened in the past week, talk about the Big 12 football games. Basketball season is currently starting right now. Um, and, and like he mentioned, we both played basketball growing up, so it's a, a huge passion of ours. Um, and then and then briefly preview uh, the next week's games because I think we would be uh, missing a huge a huge segment there. So, Yeah, I... I totally agree with you, Greg. I think that the clickbaiting thing is a is a big deal. Like some people on ESPN talking about maybe having a, a two loss Texas team getting into the playoff. Not to not to diss on Texas, but and the reality like that's just that's all about getting more people watching 
the games instead of having good quality content on TV. And I think as OSU fans, we're we we will we inherently have some bias, and I'll admit that right <laughs> no right, right no off way. right off the cuff. We we will inherently have some bias, but I think that um, and and when I've spoken to other other students and other um, just Big Twelve fans from from around the country, it's I think most Big Twelve schools are are more similar than not, uh, especially when you're talking about the Oklahoma State of the world, Iowa State, Kansas State. Texas Tech. I mean, you have these schools that, for the most part, um, when they do have a really good football team, um, get overlooked. Um, and so we're, I mean, we're we're here for all of it. Um, even though, yes, we are OSU fans. I mean, we're here for every Big Twelve school, and I think that that's um, that's something that uh, that that we hope to not miss on. Uh, even even yes, OU and Texas, uh, who who will be leaving in. Um, well, no one really knows when, but probably three years. So, <laughs> yeah, we can. We don't necessarily want to speculate on that to start off with on our first show. But so, yeah, kind of like kind of like what Greg mentioned before. So, essentially, this pod, podcast is going to be all about the Big Twelve, football and basketball, mostly, and then hopefully, uh, in the future, we're going to start talking about baseball, some softball, wrestling, and golf. We just we just love sports. We enjoy athletics. We enjoy watching sports. Anything we can do to get outside or even be in an arena and watch sports. That's that's what we're all about. Um, so I think now that we've kind of introduced ourselves and said why we made the podcast, we're going to move on to our first main segment that will be a mainstay on the show. And we're going to call it the Big 12 Scoreboard. And this one is for football. So... Greg, let's let's get a little let's get a little rundown of the scoreboard from this last week in uh, the Big Twelve football. So I guess we can start not because we are OSU fans, but because I think it'd be the easiest for us to talk about. We can we can start with Oklahoma State and Kansas. Um, Kansas comes away with the win, thirty-seven to sixteen. Um, I mean, this was, and and I will admit, mo- most weeks, um, and this is just a preface, most weeks, uh, Tanner and I will be able to watch the majority of the Big 12 games. I mean, I find myself watching, uh, or, or I would rather watch an Iowa State-Kansas State matchup on Fox Sports, Fox Sports 1 uh, over a uh, over an SEC blowout. Uh, that, that That's just me. Um, however, this week... And we were at a good buddy's wedding, so we were not able to watch every single game. Uh, but we'll do our best to uh, to cover them. Um, and so, starting with Oklahoma State and Kansas, uh, oh boy, wasn't oh good. Boy. It wasn't great. Um, now, well, and unless you're unless you're a Kansas yeah. fan, um, if Kansas <laughs> football fans they um, uh, come back from the dead this year. Uh, Do you exist, Kansas football fans? That's what I want to hear. Well, their goalposts, <laughs> their their goalposts are in the lake. So, um, so I think the biggest storyline of this game is obviously Spencer Sanders, the quarterback for Oklahoma State, out uh, with an undisclosed injury. Um, went down at the end of the Kansas State Oklahoma State game from the week prior. Uh, so, true freshman Garrett Rangel made the start uh, over. Gunnar Gundy, coach's son, who many people thought would start the game, was a little bit um, of a mystery. As Mike Gundy likes to keep this stuff close to the best. Um, it, if y'all didn't watch the game, he looked good. 
he looked good at times, he made, but he, he, he made, was a freshman. He made freshman mistakes. He was sure. a freshman. Um, I think the biggest uh, Kansas's biggest success in this game was just their ability to rush the football. Oklahoma oh, State couldn't stop anyone. Uh, Oklahoma State also is experiencing some uh, serious uh, injury problems and uh, a lack of depth. But uh, besides the point, um, I, I mean, they couldn't even tackle. So Kansas, even without um, even without Jalen Daniels, who was rumored to potentially come back in this game, we'll see if he's able to come back in the game against Texas Tech this week. But um, they were still able to have so much so much success on the ground. I mean, Jason Bean going for a seventy three yard. Rushing touchdown. You got Devin Neal with over 330 total yards. I mean, Kansas just looked dominant. I mean, it it was basically over from the jump. I mean, sure, Garrett Rangel had some nice plays, but again, he looked like a freshman. Oklahoma State could barely put up points. Oklahoma State's defense was bad. Kansas offense, even though OSU's defense was bad, Kansas... Kansas's offense was also good. Like, like it was just kind of a lopsided affair. But yeah, it was. I think Oklahoma State had chances early to make the game close and and failed in multiple facets. I mean, Kansas had a few third down and longs, and and they were able to convert. I think that there was a roughing the passer call that helped that out um, in in the first quarter. But really, just uh, not. Not what you'd expect from Oklahoma State and Kansas. I mean, we have to give them a shout out. They're both eligible. Heck yeah! For the first time since 2008, I believe. How many, um, how many teams do we have? One, two, three, four, five, six, six teams so far that are bowl eligible in the Big Twelve. So that's that's pretty dang good. Yeah, we might get up to. We can we can get, we can get up there. Let's see. Oklahoma we might get up to nine. Oklahoma's I mean, probably going to get up there. We might all be seven and five, but <laughs> well, I think we could get uh, up to yeah, nine. We'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. How the Big Twelve just kind of eats itself alive because uh, we we like to beat each other, which is not not a bad thing, but it's also not a good thing in the eyes of the the rest of the country when they don't when they don't watch. <sighs> yeah, but honestly, I think most. Big 12 fans kind of transitioning now here to the to the Tech TCU game. Unless you're playing TCU that week, you're kind of you're kind of rooting for them, right? They're they're now 9 and 0. They're at the head of the Big 12. They're what? Fourth in the CFP rankings. Yeah. Like this is this is good for the Big 12. It's it's getting our name back on the map ever since I think our last CFP visit was with OU a couple years ago. So it's it's nice yeah, to be Joe Burrow and company. <laughs> I think took care of them pretty quick, but it's it's nice to be back in the conversation again as as a Big 12 fan. I mean, with someone also that again, no no disrespect to OU, but uh I think that that was for at least a couple of years there and their incredible run uh pretty much all that anyone knew about the Big 12, it was OU and and everyone else. And so to see TCU up there is, uh, I think, promising. It shows schools like Baylor, Kansas State, Oklahoma State, uh, both Baylor and Oklahoma State could have made it last year. Um, even Iowa State, um, who was who was close a few years back. Um, I mean, again, TCU has put sort of a, uh, I would say, I would say improbable run, so to speak, uh, up to this point. Uh, no one thought that they would be in this position, but um, Max Duggan and and uh, Quentin Johnson, the rest of that team, is just playing outstanding. And the crazy thing in this in this Tech game, more specifically, is that Quentin Johnson didn't even play. Yeah, that's to yeah. me that's one of the most surprising things. But 
yeah. TCU's run game was solid. Max Duggan didn't do anything too impressive. I mean, he threw for 195 yards and two touchdowns, but he didn't do anything wrong. I think Tech's defense is a little bit underrated. Um, and again, uh, I don't want to say OSU bias here, but OSU perspective, we were able to watch them um, when they came up to Stillwater, and I was very surprised. They're they're, I mean, Texas Tech for years has been known for all offense, no defense, and uh, they've got a really good defensive line this year. Uh, and I just think they played together well as a unit, and they gave they gave TCU trouble. Um, Where they have like ten tackles for loss, mm-hmm. they, it wasn't it wasn't necessarily easy. And TCU, I mean, this was a game all the way throughout. I think Tech had a three point lead, or at least it was tied to start the fourth quarter. So I mean, this could have easily been one that that, that Tech just stole. Um, obviously, I think we have to mention Baron Morton gets. Uh, gets knocked out of the game. I mean, I, I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna point fingers. I think it's all, I think it's a coincidence for sure. But uh, just the the quarterback injuries this year in the Big Twelve weird. has have been shocking. It's it's very very weird. But I mean, I think you've got s- how many teams have played with their backups so far this year? I think played it's, TCU with their backups? Or? No, just in general. Oh man, o- Oklahoma State, Kansas. Tech has now played with their third string. Yeah, three different quarterbacks. I mean, Max Duggan wasn't even the starter for TCU no, at the beginning no. of the year, so he's a backup. Texas has played with their backup. K State played us against their backup, or with their backup. They also lost to TCU with their third string. That's true. Oh, you played with a backup. I Baylor's played with a backup I, this I, year. Almost. I don't. I don't know about West Virginia, um, but yeah, almost. I would say at least eight. Eight out of the ten teams have all played with their backups this year. Yeah, we just we're just kind of eating ourselves alive, and then I think, I don't know, the surprising, maybe not surprising. I don't know. I had it picked. The, the, I'm not gonna lie. The Texas, the Texas K State game, man. To me, that was just maybe it was a little bit of a trap game. Uh, K State coming off of a 48 nothing routing of Oklahoma State, and Texas just outplayed them. I think. It really helped Texas uh, having having the bye week prior. Um, I think that that's really overlooked, and uh, that's something that Oklahoma State dealt with against Kansas this week. I mean, uh, it, it's it's all uh, it, it's pure luck, but having a good bye week placement, I think, especially in the Big Twelve, is really important because week in week out, you're not going to get. And I mean, we'll I'm sure dive into this later, <laughs> but you're not, you're not going to get uh, an, who, who, an automatic W. It's not Kansas anymore. I mean, can I mean, you used to have the Kansas buy, and and they're bowl eligible this year. So I, I think Texas with the bye week before the K State game. I mean, uh, I'll fully admit should have beaten Oklahoma State in Stillwater. Um, blew that game, and then week to rest up, go back and look at the film, and then Kansas State. Yeah, like you said, Tanner, coming off of the high of of uh, their homecoming win against Oklahoma State. So I think Texas. Got them in a good spot, but still, I mean, you have to give credit where credit's due. They played an outstanding game and did so. Night game in Manhattan, playing in Manhattan is not easy. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I mean, Adrian Martinez, I mean, this is another thing for for us to point out is that we didn't, we, we watched most of the, the Oklahoma State-Kansas game just because, obviously, we're alumni, so we pay more attention there, but... In the coming weeks, we'll definitely, we'll definitely, hopefully, have some more information for you guys to break down 
a little bit more. But I mean, I guess some maybe some people were thinking after the the routing of Oklahoma State, Kansas State might stick with Will Howard, but they they go back to Adrian Martinez, and I mean, he didn't have a bad game. I think you have to. I mean, I think he's your guy. I don't know. I don't know Will How- Will Howard's um, uh, cl- like I don't know if he's a junior, senior, sophomore, but I think uh, I think he's shown enough promise that, that he'll be your quarterback next year. But with with one year, I believe is Adrian Martinez done after yeah, this yeah, year. He's yeah. got to be right. Yep. I mean, he's your guy, um, and and they were until he got injured in that TCU game, um, undefeated in the Big Twelve. I know they lost to Tulane, but that doesn't look nearly as bad anymore. That Tulane's. Tulane's top twenty-five team, so I think you had to roll with Adrian Martinez there. Yeah, and then the Baylor Oklahoma game, man, what, what a score, what, what a finish. Um, I I can only imagine maybe the sour taste in some people's mouths here in <laughs> Oklahoma that support the Crimson and Cream, but I mean I think we all in Oklahoma have a little bit of a sour taste for Baylor. Um, even even OC fans, but no, I, I mean, Baylor, I think, and this is something I wanted to talk about, Baylor, after losing to BYU and then losing to Oklahoma State, was written off. I mean, they, they, were, the, they were the preseason Big 12 favorite, they were picked to finish first, and they dropped too early, that BYU loss now, in hindsight, looks really bad. Um, the Oklahoma State loss, I mean, that's I, I, Oklahoma State was healthy then, and, and so I think that, that was a uh, you got both teams. Um, well, Baylor might not say they got their best game, but you got Oklahoma State's best in that game. Um, I think everyone wrote Baylor off, and they're a really good football team um, with a chance to still make the Big 12 championship. I mean, mathematically who doesn't, speaking, who doesn't, who doesn't have a big a chance? Maybe, maybe. OU. Maybe West Virginia, Iowa State, and OU are probably the only they're the, and I, Tech are the teams. I think they're the only they're mighty I, I, I think Tech might even I don't know. I don't know. Mathematically speaking, I nah, think OU I think more than half record. of the Big Twelve teams have or at least half of the Big Twelve teams have a chance. Um, at but, least, yeah. But but I would I mean I would put I would put Baylor up there as having they've still got they've still got all their tough games in front of them. I mean they've got Kansas State this week. Uh, I don't know the rest of their schedule, but I know that they haven't played Texas and they haven't played TCU. So, I mean, they still control their own destiny. That's true. That's true. This is also something to mention here. So, Greg and I did a little uh, little researching because we know, we know for a fact that Oklahoma State's run defense is very poor. We also know that OU's run defense is very poor. So, this, this is just a stat we pulled off of uh, teamrankings.com here. And right now, we are sitting at Oklahoma at 115th in the country in rushing yards per game. Now, I know that this is not the total defense statistic. This is purely rushing yards per game. OU OU is sitting at 115th out of 131 teams, giving up 199 yards, well, essentially 200 yards, 199.9 yards per game. And Oklahoma State is not too far in front of them. They're, Oklahoma State is sitting at 104th with 186.4 yards given up on the ground per game. Now, is it just a, a battle for battle for the bottom? I I, I don't know. It's a battle for and see who can make it to double digits first. I guess. I something. I guess we'll we'll have to see coming up in Bethlehem next week. But that's that's for another time, another podcast. I, Greg, I don't. 
I don't have a lot to say about the Iowa State-West Virginia game. I mean, you're talking about at the time, I, I mean, I think they still are ninth and 10th in the Big 12, so last and second to last. Again, I think Iowa State is better than their records, record shows. I mean, they lost their first, what was it, three or four Big 12 games by a combined 11 points. Should have beaten Texas. Dang. And I think that that Iowa State fans, that that's tough. That's tough. Um, they should have beaten Texas, and uh, along with the, a, a few of their other games. But um, I mean, Iowa State. It was it was a defensive game throughout until Iowa State just kind of blew the doors off in the fourth quarter, scored three touchdowns, um, and, and it wasn't really close. I will say, um, for being ninth versus tenth in the Big Twelve, did you see Iowa State's home crowd? Iowa State always has a great crowd. I, I mean, honestly, most teams in the Big Twelve have a good draw no matter what. But Iowa State, Matt Campbell's doing something good up there. I mean, I know the record maybe isn't always the best. They're one and five in the Big Twelve this year. I don't know. I don't know something. Something in names, man. They, they they'll get behind. They 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 love Matt Campbell, and I mean, I don't I don't know who wouldn't. I would love for him to be to be my coach. Um, but yeah, I mean, incredible home crowd. Especially considering the circumstances, so. Yeah. All right. Is that all you got for? That's all I have for the scoreboard. Week ten, Big Twelve scoreboard. So, like we mentioned earlier, we both are uh, Greg and I are both kind of basketball nerds. We we love weird stats. We love well. I love the Denver Nuggets. Greg's lo- Greg loves the San Antonio Spurs. I do. I would love to. I would love for them to lose <laughs> a little bit more so we can get the number one pick or Just, at least. The just, top three. Just a perennial play-in team. Not going to get you a high Tanner pick. and I have been friends since our freshman year of college at Oklahoma State. And uh, we were freshmen in 2017. So you're talking the tail end of the Spurs dynasty. And so uh, he wasn't able to live out the uh, the glory years with me. <laughs> um, but or but whatever. Uh, and just to clarify, I am from San Antonio. So it's not... Uh, I don't. I don't know if you can consider any Spurs fans bandwagon fans. It's not really a team to bandwagon on. But uh, I, know, I know this is a Big Twelve podcast. But I just had to clarify that. <laughs> oh man! But yeah. So we both we both love the NBA, and we definitely bonded over our love of Oklahoma State basketball, Gallagher Ibro Arena, um, just just all the things surrounding OSU basketball and its history, and and then we've also come to love. The Big Twelve basketball. I mean, oh, I, oh, I love it when they uh, when I pick every Big Twelve team in my bracket every year in March and and I'm proven right most a, of the times for it, those first round matchups. It's a must. I mean, the last three years the Big Twelve has had a team in the championship game. I mean, y- you almost have to at this yeah. point. So, man, basketball season opened up on Monday. Should have been uneventful, Tanner. It should have been. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh, it's kind of frustrating. We got I mean, this is. I mean, these are your. They aren't exhibition games. They aren't preseason games. They count for your record. There's no preseason in, in college sports. But well, yeah. we do have exhibition games. We have a. We have we have one exhibition game. And, and um, yeah. Uh, Big Twelve was nine and one on uh, on Monday. Should've, honestly, should have been eight and two. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we can get to that. TCU, it, they better be glad Mike Miles is still is still in Fort Worth because, I mean, that was a heck of a shot uh, to take the lead there at the end. But to be trailing to Arkansas Pine Bluff, now, to be fair, I don't know anything 
about Arkansas Pine Bluff basketball. I know about their football team. Yeah, they're <laughs> not very good. Um, I'm not sure if it if it correlates or not, but yeah, I think we have to just address the elephant in the room. OU losing to Sam Houston State. The only thing I know about Sam Houston State is that they're in Texas, and no, they're not from Houston. Um, yeah, this is really not a good loss. I think uh, I think Porter Moser's. I think he's a good coach. I think he was still the right hire. They've been recruiting well. Um, they've they looked well at times last year. I mean, they beat. I was actually at this game. They beat Arkansas uh, and Tulsa last year, and they they didn't just beat Arkansas, who was an Elite Eight team this year. They beat them by like twenty five. So at times OU's look good, but this to start the year is it's just not a good look. There and there, there's time. There's there's plenty of time. Um, but I mean, if you're if you it, come the beginning of March, if OU is a bubble team, will this be? the thing that keeps them out of the tournament. I mean, it very well could be. I know you're talking about a game that happened in November. But but it's it's Sam Houston State. I mean, no disrespect to Sam Houston State, but this is just, OU is at home. I get it. It was a snoozer. You, they, they probably had 2,000 people in attendance. We can, but, we can sum it up as they should they, they should have won the game. Yeah. They, that's, yeah. that's, simply put, they should have won the game. I think everybody, everybody else... Played played well. I mean, seems like I I caught a little bit of the OSU game. Definitely turned it on in the second half. Um, Oklahoma State's gonna have to figure out what to do with some of the newcomers and and all that good stuff. But yeah, I think yeah, like I said, the only thing is TCU squeaking by Pine Bluff. I mean, again, I don't I, I don't I don't really care about college basketball rankings um, at least at the current moment. I don't, I don't think it matters until you're. Uh, until you're closer to, to March, but um, most certainly we'll drop TCU. Um, again, not even sure if TCU cares too much about that, but I mean, winning by one in the first game of the year against Pine Bluff, I, I mean, it's better than OU losing to Sam Houston State, but it's not. It's still not great. It's not great. But but again, I think I think in all sports, but especially basketball, when you're talking about the area, the era of the transfer portal and, and just you're, you're essentially putting together a new team for the most part, I mean, at least fifty percent of your your roster is on average, I would say, probably brand new, and so it, it takes time. And and basketball yeah. is one of those sports where you just it doesn't click immediately for the majority of teams. Now, now in some cases it does, but I think I, I I'm not writing neither TCU nor nor OU off. I think Absolutely they'll both be not. good, and and um and we'll both. I, I mean, TCU is a tournament team, no doubt. OU very well could be as well. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's definitely something we'll be keeping an eye on every 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 podcast episode. We'll be we'll be looking into the basketball scores, keep, keeping up with things. Um, There'll be more to talk about soon. It's just the start of the season. For those of you that don't know, it's it's uh, first week, so the first games are on Monday. Uh, we've got a couple of games on uh, right now, actually Thursday night. Um, and uh, if I had to guess, there's probably more uh, throughout the weekend. So yes. Um, yeah, I think, I think it'll Big Twelve play is going to be a lot of fun. It, it's going to be fun, and and it'll it'll start right around the time football football winds down. So so we'll be definitely getting more into that. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely here, here in the future. We'll definitely focus on that here here in a couple of weeks. Um, Greg, let's start the final segment of this episode, and it's going to be we're going to do what we call a preview of. The week, the next week in the Big Twelve, 
Uh, but we're also going to introduce something called the lock of the week. Greg, why don't you explain to the good listeners what the lock of the week is? Well, it's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> um, for those of you um, that like to look at the spreads, I know Tanner and I do. It's a, it's a huge tell just kind of of what, uh, what, what not only Vegas, but kind of the country thinks about uh, the matchup each week. And more times than not, they're fairly accurate. Um, now, now, again, not... Not 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 every game, not every week, but uh, they hit it pretty close more times than not. Um, and Tanner and I will be introducing a segment called Lock of the Week, uh, in which we take one uh, Big Twelve matchup, whether it be of the point spread or uh, um, an underdog, um, and that will be our Lock of the Week. We'll we'll keep track the the rest of the year. I mean, we don't have that many uh, Big Twelve games left, but we'll definitely keep track the rest of the year. I've been kind of doing an unofficial. Uh, running, running total uh, myself, and I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to brag, but I'm not doing too bad. There you go, there you go. Um, I mean, I just thought of, I just thought of one. I know we prepped one, but uh, I just thought of one. The weather in Stillwater is gonna be poor on Saturday. Uh, I think we're looking at a high of about 25. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and just do a quick little Google machine. Sh- Whoa, Google machine search here. Going to go to our, um, I'm not going to say the name of this website, but we're going to go check out what this over-under is here I think, for this Oklahoma State. I think it's about 48 and a half, if I remember really? right. I, it's it's low. It's, That's it's low, and it's not just because of the weather. Oklahoma State, and I mean, we can get into this, but Oklahoma State, uh, still with question marks at the quarterback spot. Spencer Sanders, we don't. Don't know if he'll be playing or not. Uh, more than likely, if I had to guess, uh, Garrett Rangel will will make the start again. But again, that's uh, that will be a game time decision. Yeah, yeah, we're we're interested to see with that. But I mean, potentially go with the under on the over under for the Oklahoma State. Iowa State. I have to mention Iowa State's got the best defense in the Big Twelve. That's true. So that's I another... mean, you've got you've got the best defense in the Big Twelve. Not fair favorable weather. Although I. I, I don't know. I think it's I think it's tough when you talk about weather. It's it's I think wind more than anything affects it, and I don't think it's going to be windy on Saturday. Um, so that will be in favor um, of the players at least. Yeah, yeah, I agree. We'll we'll have to see what happens on Saturday. But yeah, Greg, let's why don't you run us through what the this week in the Big Twelve looks like. So we'll go ahead and start with OU and West Virginia. OU is currently an eight-point favorite at West Virginia. Um, I think the biggest thing to look for here is just Dylan Gabriel's bounce-back week. I mean, he didn't play terrible against Baylor. They still scored 35 points. He gave them a chance to win. Uh, The defense just was not able to stop Baylor's running game at all. So we'll see if Dylan Gabriel and OU can bounce back. I think they will. Um, I, I, I mean... We can pick these as we go through, Tanner, if you want, but I, I've got OU in this game. West Virginia, uh, and this is just a fun fact, and I'm sorry to you West Virginia people, but uh, West Virginia has never beaten OU since they've been in the Big 12. Wow, I did not know that. That's <laughs> that's a really great fact, fact actually. Um, gosh. I I think I'm going to have to go with OU on this one as well. Um, but if I were a betting man, and I am... <laughs> But um, 
I might actually have to pick. I would pick OU money line, and then I may have to go with West Virginia covering that. West Virginia covering that spread, but that's that might be a little too much speculation for this podcast. I'm not entirely sure. So we can move on then. Let's just uh, we already went over it. So the Oklahoma State Iowa State game, like I said, Spencer Sanders. Uh, I don't know. OSU doesn't release an injury report, so I would say questionable at best uh, for this game. Iowa State is the one, is a one and a half point favorite in Stillwater. Uh, OSU is currently riding on what a 12, 13 game home winning streak. Home winning streak, not not overall winning streak. Yeah, um, they haven't lost in at, at Boone Pickens this year. They didn't lose last year. I think it's been since the COVID year. So. Uh, pretty remarkable that Iowa State's the favorite, but I think that that just really reflects the uncertainty around Spencer Sanders and the rest of uh, OSU's injuries. Yeah, I, I, I would like to stay away from this game as much as possible because because there's there are so many question marks surrounding this game. Um, I'm gonna have to. I'm sorry, Iowa State fans. You guys are great people. I'm sure you pack your stadium. But as a as a little bit of a homer, I have to respect myself and pick Oklahoma State. I'm sorry, but well, I have to do it. I'm not sorry. Here's the thing. <laughs> I, I I hate in our first podcast, and I hope that we I hope that we do this for a long time, and I hope that I I never have to pick against Oklahoma State like this again. I know I will. No. The but, first one, but the first one, I'm oh, picking no. against. I'm picking against Oklahoma State. I I've got to take Iowa State. I oh. think they have the best defense in the Big Twelve. Again, we want to avoid speculation, but staying if Spencer Sanders is not able to go, you're talking about a true freshman, 18 year old Garrett Rangel, who's made one start in his career, going up against the best defense in the Big Twelve. I just don't, and and not to mention OSU has not been able to run the ball all year. I just think this spells disaster for OSU. Um, I'm just I'm not confident in this one. Um, I do have a funny so this game this game is I think OSU and Iowa State fans would admit it. it this game feels a little personal. It always does. Um, so I want to read this. So this was this was. Again, I'm not I'm not a I'm not a Reddit user, but <laughs> I, I, fa- I found this I found this on Twitter. There's an Iowa State fan, and and he said that this was his favorite game of the year for whatever reason. This Oklahoma State Iowa State matchup. I love it. Uh, he 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 lists four reasons. So he said one. I think our fan bases have a lot more in common than usual, which I I, I would agree with. Um, two, and this one this one hurts a lot. So they kept us out of our uh, what would have been our lone national championship appearance, um, which he admits Oklahoma State probably would have won. Uh, wow! Uh, in 2020, the COVID year, Iowa State. I, I don't uh, if you all remember was a top 10 team for the most of the year. Brock Purdy, Brees Hall, and company. They were uh, they were pretty good. They were uh, we o- Oklahoma State was Iowa State's lone Big 12 loss that year until they uh, fell in the championship game to OU, and then last year. Oklahoma State, oh my gosh. undefeated in the Big 12, except for their lone loss to Iowa State. So th- this one, I mean, if Oklahoma State and Iowa State could just be nice to each other, Iowa State and Oklahoma State both uh, might have a playoff appearance. We uh, First things first, we need to put trackers in the football so we know where the ball is. On the we, field. We don't we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> anyway, so anyway, just... I'll take I'll take Iowa State though. <laughs> All right, so we got one going for OSU and one going for ISU. Um, 
we'll see what happens there. I'm I'm really excited. Greg and I are going to be there. We'll probably be sitting together the entire game. We'll be there. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Probably going to be really cold. So next we have uh, Baylor and Kansas State. Uh, Baylor is a two-and-a-half-point favorite oh at home gosh. against Kansas State. Um, man, this one's tough. This one's tough because, I mean, you're talking again about uh, two teams that have very legitimate shots to make the Big 12 championship game. Um, I think, uh, obviously, besides TCU, I think the playoff is out of the picture for any other any other team in the Big 12. Absolutely. Um, but, I mean, you're talking about bragging rights. A Big 12 championship is a big deal. I think that's what most teams circle on their uh, on their calendar at the start of each year. So this is a huge game uh, for uh, for that title game. Yeah. I think I don't want to pick this one either. The the Big 12 is just it's it's deep. It's very deep this year and it's exciting. I think this is going to be a great game. I do think that mm, from from the games that I've watched, I do think that Kansas State might be maybe a little bit more disciplined than Baylor. Um so just just by that, I think I'm going to have to go K-State on this one. Uh, we're we're gonna disagree again, and this is gonna be really interesting to review next week. I'm gonna take Baylor here. I think, again, not necessarily a rhyme or reason, other than I think that Baylor is, um, I, I think that they're quietly one of the better teams in the Big Twelve, and I say quietly again because they started the year with three and two, uh, and then they lost to West Virginia. So they ended what was it four and three, something like that. Uh, they're they routed off a couple of wins and and they look a lot better. Um, I I think um, I think Baylor takes this one at home. I think Dave Aranda, uh, great coaching matchup here though. Dave Aranda, Chris Kleiman, I think are both yeah. two of the better coaches in the Big Twelve, and uh, I'll be interested to see how that plays out. That's another thing that I I mean the Big Twelve has some great coaches. Like even even like Brent Venables hasn't really like he hasn't had the best year, but just as like and. This is going to sound kind of weird, but just as like a dude, he seems just like a, a, a quality man. Like well, I, I saw, and this is funny, he's, I think for years, um, Lincoln Riley was recruiting just guys with with names, with stars. And and of course, like when you're OU, you, you can recruit that way and be successful, and, and Lincoln Riley obviously was, but, but Brent, Brent Venables, he's... He's instilling a different, and this word is overused, but he's instilling a different type of culture at OU, and that takes time. I mean, he's dealing with all of Lincoln Riley's players. Again, not that not that you can't come in and have immediate success. I mean, I, I mean, see see TCU, and uh, and and Sonny Dykes, and, and in his first year, but it, I I like I like what's happening there as much as that pains me to say. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I think I think BV is is. Doing well, he's. I could see how difficult, maybe a culture change would be from, from more of the Hollywood style offense with Lincoln Riley to, to more grit and grind, um, focusing on defense, focusing on discipline, being the best team in all three phases. I could see how that would be quite difficult. Um, so we still, <laughs> we spent a lot of time on these first three matchups, but next we got K State. Or whoa, I apologize. Kansas and Texas Tech. Put some respect on Kansas's well, name. I'm They're bowl eligible. Bowl eligible for what? The first time in 14 years. It's yeah. it's it's really good to see. Party it's... like it's 2008. <laughs> <laughs> but who do you, who do you have in this game, Greg? Texas Tech is three and a half point favorites at home. 
What do you got? I'm going to take Kansas. Um, I think uh, I think that Kansas got exactly what they needed last week uh, in their matchup with OSU, and, and that was to get over the hump. When you're talking about a team that hasn't made a bowl game in, like you just said, 14 years, it's – they were at that five win mark for what four weeks? I mean, they were five and one, and 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 what are they now? Five and they're six and three. Now. Well, they're six and three. Yeah, they, yeah. So they've gotten over the hump, and Jalen Daniels, I believe, from everything that was said um, last week, I think he could have played if necessary. That again, that's that's more on the speculation side, but that's that's what they made it seem like. Um, he did not. However, it leads me to believe that there's a very good chance he plays this week. And, he, and, and even if not, they've had plenty of success without him. So I'm going to take Kansas. Texas Tech still has questions around their quarterback situation. I'm not sure what the status is of Baron Morton. And uh, I just I like Kansas. Yeah, I think, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see if Kansas maybe has a, I'm just going to say it has a slight hangover from last week. Um I, I do think that Jalen Daniels or Jason Bean, I mean, honestly, both are competent. Like, Jason Bean started a majority of last year. I think most teams would be lucky to have a backup uh, as as experienced as Jason Bean. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And as as agile, as athletic, as quick, you know, he's, he's, he's a good quarterback. Um, Who do you have? I, gosh, I don't know. I think with the question marks surrounding Texas Tech, uh, with the man under center, I'm going to have to go Kansas with you there, Greg. And then finally, probably the biggest game. No, but game day. Of, yeah. Wow. College game day. Going back to Austin. Holy cow. We're getting a second game day visit this year. Wow. What what a year it is. Um, TCU, Texas, Austin. Texas is seven-point favorites. I was shocked when I saw that. Um, I really was. And I think that, again, that that's just, that's, I, w- I would say the national perspective on TCU is that they, what did they say in the playoff show last week? That, that they were ranked seventh because they've had to come from behind to win. I mean, that's, don't even get me started on how absurd that is. <laughs> but I, I still think that the national perspective on TCU, they, they, they well, they don't have a lot of respect yet. Um, and, and they're just not, frankly, they're not going to get respect unless they somehow go undefeated, which I think, uh, in, in this day and age in the big 12 is, is next to impossible. Um, again, I, I don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to be fooled by Texas. Um, I, I'm definitely, I wouldn't, I don't love that, that seven point line for them, but I like them to win this game. I, I just don't see. I don't see TCU going undefeated this year. Um, I would, I would love to see that happen. I'd love to see them get a shot at um, at at Michigan, at Ohio State, at Georgia, whoever, Tennessee, whoever they end up playing. But I just don't see it happening. I don't see them going undefeated um, as much as I would love to. Uh, so I'm going to take Texas. You got Max Duggan. You got Bijan Robinson. This is going to be, in my opinion, one of the best games in the Big Twelve this year. I I think I think it's going to be a very good game. I'm going to go opposite of you. I'm going to take TCU. I'm hoping for I am hoping for the undefeated season, 
Um, and well, I, honestly, I hope you're right. I, I hope I'm wrong. No, I, hope, I actually hope I'm wrong in a couple of these, namely the Iowa State Oklahoma State game. But I, I, I do hope you're right. I just I, and that's 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 no dig on Texas because I think you think that Texas will win. I, I do. I think that Texas will win. I just it, it's it's more so. I would like to see a team in the playoff. Yes. from the Big Twelve. Absolutely. Um, and and obviously, I think we've been over this. TCU is our best and only shot. So I, yep, yep. I couldn't agree more. Okay, so we didn't do this like we'd planned, but oh, we're lock, do- lock of the week. Yes, lock of the week. Okay, um, Kansas plus three and a half for me. Um, I already picked Kansas to beat Tech. I think um, again that plus three and a half line. That's pretty close, but uh, I again I I just think that with Bean or with or with Jalen Daniels, I, I think Kansas can 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 do enough to. To win, um, but at the very least, uh, cover that three and a half. So, so I'll take Kansas in my lock of the week. All right. And for my lock of the week, I have TCU plus seven. I I think Texas being favored is fair. I think that that's, that's understandable. However, I don't like how large it is. So that's why I think that TCU is at least going to cover, if not win, outright. Um, so, yeah, that's what I got. TCU plus seven versus Texas. All right, Greg. You got you got anything else for our great listeners out there? Well, I hope I'm wrong about the Oklahoma State-Iowa <laughs> State game. I hope you are too. But uh, we are going to let the boys fight it out on the field for us. All right, Greg. Let's uh, let's say good night and say goodbye. All right. Well, we appreciate you guys for listening, and um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll be back with you all next week. And um, like we said at the beginning, we're uh, we're excited to start this, and and we're looking forward uh, we're just looking forward to see seeing what happens, seeing what uh, works for us, and and what and what you all enjoy. Yeah. Please uh, let us know. We'll probably post it to Spotify. YouTube, maybe Apple Podcasts. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know how difficult this is going to be, but we're going to experiment. Yep. Let us know what you think, and we'll be back with you guys next week. Can't wait to hear from you. Love you all. Bye.